Hello and welcome to another edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich. And we're in for a swinging good time as I've invited some old friends to join me in the studio. The subject is the infamous Rat Pack. Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and of course Frank Sinatra. One of our dear friends and Boston's cabaret queen, Carol O'Shaughnessy, is presenting a musical play called The Rat Pack and Me. Conceived and directed by Jack Neary, who's an actor and playwright himself, and Carol, along with the Tom Lamarck Orchestra, will be performing this show at the Club Cafe in Boston on November 13th. And you can go to clubcafe.com to find out more. So I need to don my tuxedo and fill my shot glass with apple juice as we talk about the swinging days of the Rat Pack and go on mic with Carol O'Shaughnessy and her friends. Well, this is fun. A bit of a reunion here. I'm not used to seeing any of you people in daytime. <laughs> oh, it's really sad, isn't it? I mean, I thought it was kind of sexy to say that, quite frankly, seeing you in the daytime. <laughs> These guys are, uh, with the exception of Jack, uh, our playwright who I'm meeting for the first time, I, uh, I know Tommy and Carol quite well. We did so many nights together on BZ. <laughs> we did. You guys after a gig, me as my gig gets started. But. Something about three o'clock in the morning or some ridiculous time. Of yeah, the that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it was really fun is. though. It was a lot of fun. Well, let me say, first of all, welcome to a, a different studio and a different approach to doing this called the podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. I've been friends with you guys and now friends with Jack. I'll start with you, Carol. Uh, let's talk about the show that we're talking about November 13th in Boston at the Club Cafe. Right. Kind of a trip down memory lane. It is a trip down memory lane for sure. Uh, 1960, January and February, something that most of, nobody knows about this story. Well, you do. I do because I was there. And these two do, and they do the voodoo that you do so well. <laughs> and they do that. Okay, well, we'll get into the story. Let's let's meet our other guest, Tommy Lamarck of uh, the Tom Lamarck Orchestra. You look great. Why, thank you. You know what they say about orchestra leaders? They never get any older. They're constantly moving their arms. And... That, that's right. That's my, <laughs> it's my, my upper body strength. Tell the audience about your musical organization that's been very successful. Oh, well, I've, we've, we've been around for a million years uh, in reinventing ourselves as we go. Um, at one time, playing a lot of parties and events and now more shows which is which is actually fun i think it, it's more fun and more challenging so shows like the one we're talking about like the one we're talking about yeah because yeah. yeah, you've absolutely. done a lot of theatrical work over the years right yes uh, i have yeah working yeah. in pits and so forth sure yeah well speaking of theatrical we have uh, another gentleman joining us and he's going to lean in to say hello he's jack neary how's the lean Does the lean's good? pretty good okay, pretty good we have a full house here, so let me just adjust that for you. Jack, uh, before we talk about what you're doing with Carol, sure. you're an author, you're an actor, you're a director. Whatever what pays the bills. What man. don't you do? That's that's Whatever pays the bills. I, I've been in, uh, I, I actually say I'm in show business, which is a thing that people don't say much anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing my, uh, my entire life, and I've, I've run theaters, I've written lots of plays, and that's pretty much what I am, a playwright. I've uh, acted in a couple of movies. I was in The Town and Black Mass and th things like that. Yeah, were you one of the guys that ended up on the street lying in a gutter with your head blown off? No. Do I remember you? In no, that? no. I, I, in, the, in The Town, <laughs> I was one of the two guys at Fenway Park uh, who uh, that uh, Ben Affleck stole the money from. Oh, you're that guy. I'm that guy. And uh, I remember he that. gave me a nice uh, three or four second close-up of me looking frightened, which is what I do best. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah. So now I, nowadays Ben is looking frightened because look who he's dating. Uh, <laughs> well, he's just going back and forth, back and yeah. forth, yes. back and forth. Yeah. 
Well, but so that's what I've been doing. Just uh, as I say, paying the bills. All right. So Carol, you mm-hmm. rope these two guys, these two great guys, in with you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a show that is called the Rat Pack and Me. You're the me. I'm the me. So. What's going to be happening on stage, wink, wink? Well, wink, wink, what's going to be happening on stage is the story, but the music, which is phenomenal. And, of course, Tommy does all the arrangements, and we have an incredible seven-piece band, orchestra. What do they call that? Small band? Little big band. Little big band. (laughs) My little big band. Is Grace Lightning going to be working with us? Lightning will be there, yeah. (laughs) That's another story. Yeah, Yeah, so um, the music is great. I think I'm doing 17 songs. There's a lot of music and some that I've never done before on stage. So we're talking about, obviously, the Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis playbook when it comes to songs. You've got it. Right. And for those who don't know, Jack, the the Rat Pack... Originally was Bogart and Company, right, right in the fifties, right, right. and then Frank Bogart became. And McCall, the, and Frank was yeah. sort of involved, and he Frank sort of uh, assumed control of the uh, of the organization. And, right, uh, I, I'm not quite uh, yeah, and and it definitely was uh, Bogart originally. Yeah. And we're talking about a very short window where they made a couple of films, and right. it was it was sort of dubbed the Rat Pack era. What was that? Well, the, they made Ocean's Eleven in, in 1960, mm-hmm. and a few years later, uh, they made Robin and the Seven Hoods. And there, I think there's another movie in there called Sergeant's Three. The yeah, three of them made. Yeah. I don't know if there was, there was any music in that. I haven't seen that. Uh, but uh, Ocean's Eleven has some song in it. Robin and the Seven Hoods has, has some great songs in it, including Style, which I think is one of his, one of his, oh, one of yeah. his great songs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is the Rat Pack. And, and uh, Carol, just sort of casually, I, I, I've known Carol since we did... Uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago yeah. at uh, Worcester Foothill, Foothills Theater a few mm-hmm. years, a million years ago. I don't know how long ago it was, and and she told me this uh, story recently, and I said, you know, why don't we uh, take that story and put it on stage? People will be people will be surprised. And she said, well, let's do it. So we've done it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's frozen. Uh, by the way, the Rat Pack also consisted of people like Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop, the, yeah, uh, did a lot of the writing. Peter Lawford. Peter Lawford. Otherwise known as uh, Brother in Lawford. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he was married to the Kennedy sister. That's right. It's a fascinating era. So, mm-hmm. uh, on stage, you're going to be doing what you do. Explain the cabaret style that you're so known for. Well, the cabaret style is a little bit different than what we're going to be doing. This is a musical play, it's a little teeny bit different. Mm-hmm. So, it is more towards, I think, the dramatic play part and uh, something that I haven't done in a long time. So, and Jack wrote this script. I went, oh, yeah, this is perfect. So I'll be doing the music. And the audience will be there, but they're going to be watching me a little bit more closely than they normally would. Because there's, there's stuff to be revealed. There's stuff to be revealed. Again, wink, wink. wink stuff wink. to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Tommy, the music, uh, absolutely timeless and so forth. Are these your charts or are you using some uh, originals or what? No, no. They are, these these are all my arrangements and uh, and they're they're adapted so they're you know they're, they're they'll be familiar sounding uh, adaptations of all the originals and, and you know I wanted to mention too that there are a couple of black and white films available of the Rat Pack shows and if uh, Carol were you in those films of course I was <laughs> two scenes. In two scenes. Yeah. No, you're talking oh. about the uh, the shows they did in Chicago. Those black and white, or oh, you're talking about film? Ocean's Eleven? No, no, no. The, oh. the, the, they, about the, the performance. The actual performance. Oh, of the, yeah. The Rat Pack performances. A couple of black and white films of it. I think th- I think that Chicago back around that time, and they were brought. You know, they were doing 
the, the show in various cities that they yeah, were asked they to They did one in St. Louis, too, that's on, yeah. that's mm-hmm. on video. So. And a lot of the, um, I've, I've played a bunch of the Rat Pack uh, recreation groups, and they all base their show on those films. They do the same bits and the same routine. <laughs> they, they really, I mean, because yeah. uh, it's a treasure trove, those films. And, and that brings up the question of uh, what you can get away with in today's culture, Carol, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, this is a woke culture like you would read about. Those guys were... Not exactly PC back then. <laughs> they were hardly PC. PC. Well, they didn't Sam, know PC. Sammy let him get away with it. And some yeah. of the stuff yeah. they did with Sammy Davis Jr. is pretty astonishing. Well, yes. when Dean picks him up and says, oh I want to thank the Academy for this <laughs> award, right. whatever, I mean. And, and Sammy Davis, let's see, uh, he had his accident uh, around that time, or was it right before then? I, I, pretty much around that time. Well, I, th- pretty much, I think it was before 1960. Yeah. I think it was. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, because he could, you could sort of tell the way his eye looked. But, uh, yeah, very serious accident. He yeah. lost one eye. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't, didn't take anything away from his talent, though. That's well, let, sure. let's talk about, uh, obviously, the show Carol's going to tell her story, and it's going to be fascinating. But you're also going to involve these characters. So let's talk about these characters. I imagine you're involving them in some capacity. Well, certainly I'm going to be talking about all of them because mm-hmm. I've quit Mess, met all of them. Well, okay, let's you face almost. It. Carol, why don't you just keep giving things away? Well, well. <laughs> by the way, you almost had a Freudian slip. You almost said, "I messed." Uh, oh, I no. met all of them. <laughs> messed would be followed by the world or, word "around," but I didn't quite happen then. No, I'm I just didn't. Kidding. I know. I judge. No, it's it's uh, it's all about them. Okay. And yeah. so let's talk about them, and I'll get talks. Uh, I'll get thoughts from all of you. Obviously, Sinatra, the chairman of the board, the the man who brought it all together. Did he really bring it together? Was he really a leader in a sense, Jack? I think he was just naturally a right. leader. People just, uh, you know, uh, when they were in his presence, he was he was in charge. He took yeah. over the room. Or else. Or else. That's exactly <laughs> it. He, take, he took over Ocean's Eleven. I mean, uh, he, certainly he, had, did. he had an Academy Award winning director, Lewis Milestone, working on the movie, and it didn't make any difference. Sinatra did one take, and that's it, and then he went yeah. home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the, and, and Sammy, Sammy absolutely loved him. Dean could probably take him or leave him, but he didn't make any difference because Dean just uh, went along for the ride. I, it's yeah. so interesting, guys, that Dean Martin has had a revival in the last 10 years. Shoot, I forgot to shut my thing off. Hold on. <laughs> me, of all people, forgot to shut off my ringer. Well, Pro's pro. Gee, me too, but nobody ever calls me. So Look at who it is. Except Carol. Ron Delacchiese, I've got to take this call. Say hey. Ronnie. Judy, how are you? I'm well. I'm sitting here with Carol O'Shaughnessy, Tommy Lamarck. Hey, right. what do you want? Tommy Lamarck. You know Tommy. Tommy Lamarck Orchestra. Tommy. And yes, Jack Neary. And I forgot to shut my ringer off, and I'm thrilled that you called because we're taping a podcast. Can I call you back? That's why I brought. That's why I answered the phone because I knew you guys would like to that's hear great. from him. That's All right, Absolutely. thanks, Ronnie. I'll call you back. Thanks. Okay, Bye. He's great. He's he such a doll. All right, so we were just talking. Oh, Dean. Okay, yeah, so I'll Dean. do a pickup. It's fascinating to me that Dean Martin has had such a revival in terms of pop culture. His music has come back and used in films and so mm-hmm. forth. It was in a Mission Impossible movie, but Dean had a. You're right, Jack. He had a certain presence right. that. Like he really didn't seem to care one way or the other, and had a fun time no matter what he was well, doing. Well, you know, if you uh, there's a pretty good book by Jerry Lewis where Jerry just lauds uh, Dean's comedy ability. Right. He really thought Dean was you know, one of the funniest people in the world. And uh, when it was uh, Martin and Lewis, uh, Jerry got all the applause, all the all the uh, commendations, and 
Dean just went along for that ride too until he couldn't take it anymore. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and but he, Dean, Dean was a very, very, very funny guy. His 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 life ended as all of them did in in sort of a melancholy kind of way. Yeah, I guess but after his son, son was yeah. killed, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 He yeah. They, they they say he was like seventy nine years old. He'd go to the same Italian restaurant every night, have the same meal, sit yeah. there, and just yeah. all by himself. Very yeah. sad. Very uh, sad. After after that incredibly exciting life that they mm-hmm. all had, you know. And Sammy Davis Jr., Carol. Oh, please. Um, look, I love all of them. I love their music. Absolutely adore them. But Sammy Davis Jr., oh, my God. That is the one that I just, I wanted to know him better. Yeah. But I think he thought that I was sort of attached to Mr. Sinatra. Well, <laughs> don't mess with his attachments. Or else. Or else. Let, let me ask you, uh, had, had you seen, since then, mm-hmm. wink, wink, had you seen any of these people perform live? I saw... I saw Sammy, I think, 25 years after we were mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and uh, for the last time. And um, it was in Vegas, of course. Mm-hmm. And he did Bojangles. Oh. I mean, how do you top something like that? The man was brilliant. Yeah. Tommy, you've worked with all kinds of musicians. Have you ever uh, either been in their presence or worked with guys of that stature? Well, uh, well, first of all, there's no one of that stature. I, there you I've, go. I work with like oh, so many, so many pros. But and I never did get a chance to work with Sammy. But I know people who did, and they were mm. they were all so complimentary of him and how what a gracious guy he was, and he loved musicians and he treated them so beautifully. And it's been a treat for me to 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 review some of the YouTube clips that, of Sammy doing. Uh, Mr. Bojangles in uh, in many different venues in different ways mm-hmm. and always a little different, but uh, just uh, just an there, ama- amazing a, performance. His final film, which is called Tap, if you remember, uh, yeah. was just brilliant, and he was so great. And he was not well at the time, but mm. he was able to hoof it out, and it's just so awesome to watch. I think people that entertain um what happens is if there is pain it goes away the minute you are on that stage it disappears we were just talking about the tony bennett clip on uh 60 minutes or right. yeah. the sunday morning i guess sunday morning. where he's 95 and he does have alzheimer's which is mm-hmm. very sad but he gets out there and sings with lady gaga as if he's Nothing. 40 again. absolutely and how's I mean, he sound i haven't i didn't see that. he sounded great really? from yes. the clip i could see yep his Vocal chops are still there. Amazing. They are. And the thing is, he remembers the, He remembers the lyrics. And it stays with you. The music stays with you. It's constant. It does not leave you. And I think that's why we stay alive longer than anybody else. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I do think, though, that uh, getting back to the Rat Pack, and Jack, you probably wear this, they, that was a scripted show, even though they did some ad-libbing. That, they knew where they were going. Well, that, that's kind of one, of the, one of the reasons that Frank kept Joey around, is that uh, Joey could... You know, put the, put the things together and probably coordinated a lot of the a lot of the humor, uh, but yeah, and you, they, they would do the same things over and over and over. Again. Yeah, the same show from show yeah. to show. From... I was wondering if any of you guys were were there the one night I saw Sinatra because I bet at least one of you were when he did the, the last time at the Garden. Uh, it was like 1978. I was there. <laughs> Wasn't and that, 78. It, 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 it was, when he was doing that, um, uh, a man not a man music, but it was just after he came out of. Retirement. Oh no! I uh, okay. Not the garden. Uh, yeah, the Boston was it, Garden. Was it yeah. in Providence? No, no. Was it the Boston okay. Garden? I, Is this I, when he when he came back and did first Madison Square Garden with Howard Cosell? No, he did Madison Square Garden the week after he did Boston. Oh, he did Boston as a warm. He did Boston up. first, and I remember summer. I went I went down on a whim. I got a ticket for like twelve bucks in the sixth row. <laughs> 
and I was two seats away from member Ned Martin from the Red of Sox because he was a huge yeah. Sinatra fan. And uh, yeah, and so I did see Frank live, and that was that was pretty mind-boggling. Let me tell you. Yeah, I saw him live twice. Yeah, in Providence. And the last time they must have loved him in Providence. Oh my God! I was in. I had a very. I was in a show in Worcester. I'm sorry, not Worcester. uh, The Zaitarian Theater in New Bedford. Oh, that's great theater. And we had front row seats. And this was towards the end of Frank's life, Mm -hmm. and it was difficult. He was with uh, Sir Shirley MacLaine at that point, Mm -hmm. Mm. but we were right there. I mean, seriously, we were Mm. a row away from him. And there were prompters everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. could sing. I think the night I saw him, he might have, I don't think there were prompters at that, but it was getting close to yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. But I remember well, the, the, they had an orchestra for somebody. Was, I don't forget who it was. And then all, all those people left. And then all the Sinatra people came in, <laughs> the gold on their hands and everything. It was just, just yeah, amazing. Jilly walks in and everybody <laughs> Jilly, Jilly might have been there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a different era. And I guess uh, a question for all of you, but I'll start with you, Carol. The audiences you play for, the audiences you entertain mm-hmm. that are just with you all the way, are they hip to this kind of sound? Are they hip to this kind of It's interesting. Rap? I'll just talk about something that we did just last week at uh, Saturday night at Club Cafe. We have a regular crowd who are people of a certain age. Mm-hmm. You know, they're su- not super old, but they all know the Great American Songbook. Mm-hmm. But there were two young ladies in the back, and they were probably in their 20s. And they love mm-hmm. this music. I said, how do you know it? She said, our grandparents taught us this music. We love it. And every time we hear these songs, we think about our grandparents, and we still we love this music, and there's a lot of us like that. That's, that makes me feel great. Yeah, it's being you – know? it, it, it's, 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 it's good because it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's great music that's always going to be great music. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I don't right. know, quite frankly, if 100 years from now, people will be listening to music from the 21-22 season of <laughs> pop hits. Nope. But, Tom, uh, you have know this lady so well. You've worked with her a million times. I want to embarrass her a little bit. What is it about <laughs> Carol? I mean, I love her work, but uh, for those who have never heard her, what makes her so so successful as a singer? Carol communicates, That's and that's the name of the game. It's, it's, it's never... Um, she includes the audience, and and that's I think that's a what makes a performer successful is you you include the audience in their experience and your experience, and you don't tell them your troubles, and you go out there and be happy and you entertain them, and um, and and Carol does it so well, she really does. You Thank have you. a connection that is very difficult to break. It's very good, Thank it's you. very solid. Thank and Jack, when you're writing for somebody of Carol's stature and and her. Uh, kind of talent is it uh, a whole different approach to writing a play as opposed to writing something for so, you know dramatic actors it's 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 easier for me to write for somebody i know actors that i know mm-hmm. and i knew, knew carol pretty well and as she said a few times the, the 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 play that we're working on here pretty much comes out in her voice and with that in mind a lot of it uh, involves the audience um especially right at the beginning of the show. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely easier to write for somebody whose voice you know. Okay, Carol, tell us just a f- few of the tunes because we just want to give people a taste. Well, we start with Ring-a-Ding-Ding um, because that's a super uh, Sinatra song. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we do all of them. We do Birth of the Blues. Um, we do. We are going to do Bojangles. And Salute to Sam. Which I have not ever done in mm. on stage. We're also doing one song, um, how shall I put this, that was requested by a good friend, and we're doing it, and it has nothing to do with 
the Rat Pack music, but it's going to work on the show. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. Okay. The way he put it into it, it's beautiful. And what's the other one? Best is yet to come. Yep. Chicago, my kind of town. I mean, these are so much fun, these songs. Hey there. Yep. That's Samore. Everything you would expect. Every one of those songs you mentioned, I can tell you who had the hit with it. One for my baby. I mean, that's Amore Dean. Hey there, Sammy. Yep. One for my baby, of course, the man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be great. Is there a a plan to do it again, hopefully, at some point? (laughs) Somebody would come up with some money? You betcha. All right. (laughs) Please come up with some money. (laughs) I think it's going to be a really good show. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a challenge for me, by the way. And And that's why I'm really enjoying it. And uh, a question of... About performing in the post-pandemic, I like to keep saying post-pandemic era. Mm. It must feel either it must feel great, but weird at the same time. To be it's bad. better, it's better. It's I mean, well, not it's better. The fact that uh, people really want to hear live oh, entertainment, yeah. Yeah. and I think it's getting a little bit softer as far as the COVID thing is concerned. Mm-hmm. People are coming to our shows. That's all that matters. Tom, you're working a lot with all kinds of groups and artists and so forth. You notice the same trend. Yes, people are people are hungry to get back mm-hmm. out, um, and it, it, that may level off. But for now, I mean, we've we just see that people are coming out uh, and being safe, being careful, yep. by and large. I have a new musical that I'm writing, Jack. It's called <laughs> No No Netflix. <laughs> oh. Instead of No No Net, because enough already with the TV. Uh-huh. Uh, Jack, uh, you put a book down in front of me that I'm planning on reading. It got a great Isn't cover. That a large thing. It's Isn't a that, it's, it's a big it's, tome. It, 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 <laughs> Called a bang bang play by Jack Neary. With, the print is big though, but that's good. Uh, is it a yeah, mystery? It's, what, it's, what? it's a it's a it's a thriller. A thriller. A thriller. I, I and love. I, and, I, and I and I wrote it mainly because I wanted to write a book that is principally dialogue because that's what I do. So you know, when I read a book, I skip all the, the, the descriptive paragraphs and I go right to the dialogue. So this, that's this, why this, he reads all these books. There you go. There you <laughs> go. So, yeah. So it's a bang bang play. It has a really great cover, I think. And for those who don't know what a bang bang play is. There you go. You want to inform us oh, in bang, baseball? Oh, bang, play is uh, close play in baseball. If you're guys running to first and the, the, the shortstop throws to the first baseman, the, 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 the ball hitting the glove and the foot hitting the base. Bang, bang. That's what that is. And it sounds like a song that night. should be in the show. <laughs> hey, ring-a-ding-ding, bang, bang. Or else. Or else. Or else. So the show, as we tape this, the show's coming up Saturday, November 13th, 7 p.m. It's a great location, downtown Club Cafe in Boston. On Oh, I love this, in the Moonshine Room. That's right, of course. Of course. So that's where she plays, in the Moonshine Room. And uh, people can go to what to get tickets? Clubcafe.com. Simple. Clubcafe.com. But you're active on Facebook and you're active on... I'm on Facebook. That's it, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much? Yep. Carol O'Shaughnessy. Carol O. Yep. All right. Tom Lamarck and Jack Neary, thanks for coming along with this lady and for doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. And it's great to see some of you again and meet you again, Jack. And uh, keep swinging, my dear. You're doing it. Thanks so much, Jordan. We really appreciate it. What a nice reunion, meeting up again with Carol O'Shaughnessy, Tom Lamarck and the Tom Lamarck Orchestra, and a new friend, Jack Neary, a very talented playwright, author, and actor. Find out more about The Rat Pack and Me, starring Carol O'Shaughnessy, at clubcafe.com. Also, Carol's website is carolosh.com. carolosh.com. Thanks, as always, to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry and the gang at Sharp Productions in Boston, and, of course, to you for being there and adding to the numbers. And of course, to all of you listeners, thank you for subscribing and downloading the podcast. We really appreciate it. For more, visit jordanrich.com. And until next time, be well so you can do good and 
keep on swinging. Take care.